Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. How are you doing this uh, afternoon? Not too bad. How are you doing? Hey, you know what? I'm taking one day at a time with Jesus. Amen. So am I. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm taking one minute at a time. Well, I'm right there with you. I used to ask my grandmother yeah. that question. I'd say, Grandmother, how are you doing? She said, Son, me and Jesus are doing all right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, Jesus is doing well. Amen to that. Hallelujah. Welcome aboard, how's, everybody. How's the sound? All right. Oh, you sound perfect. Yes, sir. Good. Sound good. Well, we got a great we got a great show today. Well, I'm excited to be here with you, and everybody, welcome. We're kicking off today's marathon. This is our new start time every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, uh, which is 1 p.m. UK, 2 p.m. Germany. Uh, you can find us here live till we finish. We go about five or six hours most time, and um, we've got Pastor Michael Cummins. Coming to you from England, and uh, Brother Michael, would you like to open us in prayer? Certainly. Dear Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for this new time, and we pray, Lord, that lots more people will be listening at this new start time. And we pray, Lord, that everyone will be blessed today. We're going to be speaking on the spirit of rejection and low self-esteem. And anyone suffering from that spirit, we declare they will be set free today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I say amen to that. And uh, Brother Michael, take it away. you got all the time you want. Thank you very much. As I said, we're going to be talking about the spirit of rejection and later on the spirit of low self-esteem. The spirit of rejection is very common in believers and non-believers, and it's a terrible, demonic, evil spirit that oppresses our lives sometimes for the whole of our lives, and the damage that is done is immense. When we face a trauma 
caused by various types of loss. If we are not restored quickly, Satan will take control of the situation and fill our heads with negative thoughts about ourselves, which damage our self-worth and even our relationship with God. One thing you can be sure of, that the spirit of rejection is a lie from the pit of hell. Let's look at an example of how rejection happens. And this is what happened to me when I was a young man and I fell in love with a woman I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. A man or a woman meets a boyfriend or girlfriend and the initial friendship develops into romance and seems to thrive and prosper as time passes by. It is expected that engagement will lead to marriage. Then all of a sudden, one of the parties decides that they no longer want to be part of the relationship. They feel they want to be free again, no longer bound to a long-term relationship. To the party, left high and dry, the emotional pain is enormous and the brokenness is unbearable. The person left behind will say, where did this come from? It was the last thing anyone expected. I thought we were in love and we would always be together. If you're a young Christian, you may think, why did God allow this to happen? My life feels over. How will I live now without the one I love? This is just one cause of Satan to attack us with the spirit of rejection. Other common causes are job loss, finding out after being brought up by a single parent that your mother and father left when you were young, failure in marriage leading to divorce, even forms of racism. The demon of rejection uses an orphan spirit to inflict rejection on you, making you feel you are not equal to others causing low self-esteem. For Christians, we begin to question our identity and relationship with God and Christ, Jesus. And the spirit of rejection will tell us that we, are, we were never fully adopted into God's family. And the scripture that states that in Romans 8, verses 14 to 16 for it says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We start thinking that can't be right. It must be for others, but not for me. It's no longer for us. And we become very prone to Satan's lies. Once the spirit of rejection has taken root, you can go down into a deep depression very quickly. And the enemy will send other demon spirits with the hope of destroying us. These manifest manifestations will follow those rejected 
you feel so low that nothing seems to be able to lift you out of the malaise you find yourself in. You feel that friends are embarrassed to speak to you. You feel alone. In a crowd, you feel left out of ideas and conversations and you feel you have nothing to offer others. The best part of your life is now behind you and your hopes and ambitions are gone. You feel that nobody is willing to recognize any achievements you have made. You start looking at the achievements of others have made, which makes you feel a failure. You start feeling jealous and envious of others who seem to be similar to you in age, career and life, but they have done so much more than you, and this makes you feel angry. You begin to overcompensate and try too hard to prove that you are as good as anyone else, but nothing works. You just feel terrible. You feel isolated and the hurt doesn't go away. Sometimes for years in my case, and it leads you to make relationships with others that don't work. To identify rejection, you need to know where the source of rejection has originated from. Are other spirits now working with the spirit of rejection? And how do we start to fight back? Though you were feeling terrible about your current situation, I suggest that you try and recall even in every instance of rejection you have suffered in your life. You may have suffered rejection in the womb prior to your birth. Prenatal rejection is common. I once prayed for deliverance over someone who found out that their mother did not want them and intended to abort them, really making them feel unwanted and rejection. When you receive prayer for deliverance from the spirit of rejection, depression, fear, anxiety, doubt, even addiction that will enter after rejection, you need deliverance from the despair of rejection and the other spirits that rejection has called to you. The spirit of rejection certainly can come down the generational bloodline and you need to look for these signs in your family's pasts. Physical, emotional and sexual abuse. That certainly leads to rejection. And I suggest you get a full scrap piece of paper and you list all these things down. If you're going to pray yourself or you're going to go to church or contact a deliverance minister and get him to pray for you. I'll start again. Physical, emotional and sexual abuse. Broken marriages, divorce and broken relationships before marriage. Ancestors who have had drugs and alcohol addiction. You see, sometimes rejection is so bad that people take to the drink or they take to drugs to take away the pain. Poverty 
if you was born in a background with poverty. Mental illness that can lead to suicide. You need to be able to identify these things in the family bloodline. Negative words or pronunciations that were spoken over you while you was a child that you can remember. Things like nobody will ever want you. You'll never amount to anything. You're stupid. You're ignorant. You're thick. These things can cause lasting damage. Remember, life and death are in the tongue. Poor parental care. I used to come home, you know, at half past four every night from school. And in London, we had back-to-back houses. Not many of them are left now. Some of them are left. But I used to have a long piece of string hanging through the letterbox and the key was at the end and I would put my arm in and I would let myself in. I remember one night coming in and there was a man in the house robbing the gas meter. He had used the key, he had watched me and he'd used the key to get in. Fortunately, I had a dog called Lucky in the back garden and he was a crossbred terrier and he was very fierce and I set him on the man and as the man tried to jump over the back fence, the dog bit him in the backside. I never laughed so much in all my life. That was one of the high points of my childhood. Another thing to look for is criminality in your family. Has anyone ever gone to prison for a long time, especially of real terrible crimes like sexual crimes? Racist and other political affiliations. Were your parents Nazi supporters? Was they hateful towards uh, black and Asian people? Once have you been able to recognize all these things, you will learn that all the factors that are leading to your rejection, you will understand what is happening and the spiritual wickedness behind it. Let's go and remind ourselves of spiritual wickedness. Let's go to Ephesians 6, verse 12. We always need to remind ourselves that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And rejection is certainly spiritual wickedness in high places. When we're suffering from rejection, we will always underperform. We'll never think we're good enough and we will always struggle and we will never get over the hurt Even if we meet someone and get married, this will always be in the back of our minds. We have to be completely delivered from rejection. Understand now, anyone out there listening who has suffered rejection, who is saying to himself, that Pastor Michael, he's put put his finger on the problem I have in life. I've suffered rejection throughout my life. You may have been rejected as a schoolboy, you know, sometimes children or a schoolgirl. Sometimes children can be very cruel in the things they say to one another. 
we'll look at some of these things later. But we must understand that the word of God is far mightier than the sneaky, subtle, clever tricks of Satan. And once you understand his strategy, you can draw away. If you don't understand his strategy, he can draw you into unbelief. So you must stand up and fight with faith. God's word, Ephesians 16, verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Remember, once you've been born again, you can always come back to the Lord, even if you spent some time away from him. Brokenhearted, you can come back to the Lord. You're wearing that helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And the word of God is so mighty. And you can use that against your adversary. Hebrews 4 verse 12 tells us, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Let me read this to you again. This is so powerful, this scripture. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul's spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when we start reading the word of God, that spirit of rejection, he starts feeling uncomfortable straight away. Because when you read the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, that will cut down deep anywhere in your body, anywhere those demons are hiding. You will find them out. For God has sent his word, and his word is powerful. Think of God's word, a two-edged sword. Could you think of one of the most famous swords ever spoke about in myth and mystery, Excalibur? You think of Excalibur when King Arthur pulls it out of the anvil. What it claims that sword did. You think of the sword of the spirit. It is mightier than a nuclear bomb, mightier than any weapon in any arsenal in any country in the world. And remember to charge Satan with this. And something I charge Satan with. Listen to what I'm telling you now. God created him to be the most beautiful of all angels, an anointed cherub. But because of his rebellion and pride, he suffered the ultimate rejection. Satan suffered it, being cast out of heaven and cast to the earth. And 
His tower, as we're told in Revelation, drew a third of the stars from heaven and cast them to the earth. They are suffering the ultimate rejection. Satan, who was once Lucifer, will never be allowed into the kingdom of heaven, nor will a third of all those angels who rejected God and took the side of Satan. They're all lost forever. So tell Satan what his future is. He might remind you of your past. He might say to you, your mother didn't love you. Your father didn't love you. They didn't want you. Your mother wanted to have an abortion. She never wanted to give birth to you. Satan might, might say that to him. You say to him, Satan, you was rejected by God. You was an anointed cherub. Yet God cast you out of the kingdom of heaven to the earth and you will never be allowed back. Tell him. Tell him the truth. Remember, the truth will set you free. Let's have a look at Isaiah 14, verses 12 to 16. You can read this to Satan now. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which this weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mounts of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Then they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble, that did shake nations? Tell Satan that. Tell him the truth. This is the truth. He has no chance entering the kingdom of heaven. I'll give you some other words to say to Satan. Write these scriptures down. Ezekiel 28 verses 12 to 19. Listen to this. This is wonderful. Son of man. Take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald and the carbuncle and gold. The workmanship of thy tambrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in that day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. 
By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as a profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuary by the multitude of thine iniquities. By the iniquity of thy traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be the astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror. And never shalt thou be any more. Hallelujah. Satan is fallen. Satan will be destroyed. He has a very short time. Hear my word, Satan. I declare now, Jesus is coming back soon. And you are history. You are history. You will be cast in the lake of fire with the beast and the false prophet. And your torment will go on forever. Remind Satan and his fallen angels and the demons of why God them cast out of heaven. Attack with God's word. Attack Satan with God's word. God's word is powerful. Attack him now. He cannot deny these words because he didn't call God a liar. Let's have a look at James 1. Verses 22 to 25. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Be a doer of the word of God. Be a doer. Don't just be a listener. Do God's word and do everything it says in God's word. If you're suffering from rejection, you will soon be lifted up and you'll soon feel great. Let's have a look at the Gospel of John and look at John 8 and look at verse 36. Or it, it will encourage us if we're suffering rejection. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Nothing can stand in your way and certainly not saved. Let's have a look at Luke 10 verses 17 to 20. 
And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. Remember, you were saved. You were born again. Jesus died for you on the cross. Whatever Satan tries to do with you, you tell him he's not having you. You tell him that you have no part of his kingdom and his kingdom will be destroyed soon when Jesus returns. Do not stand for it. Through the victory on the cross, you are victorious over Satan and you will be victorious over the spirit of rejection. Hebrews 12, verse 24. Remember who Jesus is. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better than things than that of Abel. Hallelujah. Abel's blood cried from the earth, but the blood of the Lamb will make you an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Satan is trying to destroy your mind through negative thoughts. Hallelujah. And you don't let him in. Stand up to him with the word of God. Wanting you to believe that God has rejected you and rejected you forever. Repent to Jesus now for listening to Satan and the spirit of rejection. Bind, rebuke, and cast out every instance of rejection you have suffered in your life and command that orphan spirit to leave you straight away. Repent of every sin. You see, when we feel rejection, we may go out and sin. We go out, we may go out to look for comfort in alcohol, smoking, drugs, pornography. One thing I've found with the spirit of rejection, it will lead people into sin. Start declaring the promises of God. Start declaring now. You can tell Satan directly, he's going to leave. Be sure of it, he will leave you. But you've got to say the right things to him. Philippians 4, verse 13. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to the full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. That's 12. But it says I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You can do all things. Christ 
will strengthen of you. He will make it right for you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Let's have a look at the book of Ezra back in the Old Testament. And let's have a look at Ezra 7, verse 28. And we're going to read the second part of verse 28. And I was strengthened as the hand of the Lord my God was on me. And I gathered together out of Israel chief men to go up with me. Don't do this alone. Get people to pray with you. Let's bombard Satan with powerful scriptures, with powerful prayer words. Let's say this is enough. You've got no power, Satan. You are done with. Let's tell him now. Let's tell him now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're not going to have this rejection anymore. You was purchased by the blood of the Lamb. God himself went to the cross for you and will set you free. Let's go to Romans 8, verses 37 to 39. Nay, all these things... Sorry, I'll start again. Nay, in all these things... We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Let me read this again. This is more powerful. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. If you're more than a conqueror, that means nothing can defeat you. A conqueror overcomes. William the Conqueror came 1066 and he invaded England, the Frenchman, originally from Viking stock and he conquered England. There was a new language, a new way of life. But you are more than a conqueror. He was a mighty conqueror, but you're greater than that because you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ and God who loved you. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're on the road to recovery already. Do what you like to me, Satan. I am more than a conqueror. You can never separate me from the love of God. Take your rejection and clear off. Go immediately, I command you. In Jesus' name. Remember, try not to leave no stone unturned. Remember your childhood at school. Other children can be very cruel in what they say. I remember a boy who I went to primary school with, and his name was Fred. He came from a very poor background, and his personal hygiene was very poor. We were about age nine at the time. 
A gang of boys constantly called him names like Smelly and held their noses when he went near them. And boys would refuse to play him. The desks in the classroom were built for two and at the end of each term, the teachers changed the boys you were sitting next to for fear you were getting too friendly with them. When they changed the desks around, I was sitting next to Fred and the gang of boys said I smell because I was sitting next to Fred. I started getting into trouble with the teachers challenging the abusers to fight after school. Ginger children, fat children, spotty children were all insulted in school. And later, when black and Asian children and other ethnic minorities came to school, they was insulted. I remember famous singer in England, famous pop singer called Helen Shapiro. She went to a school in the East End of London, and she's a friend of mine, and she told me that when she went to school, she went to a school where there was Jewish children and Gentile children. And she said a young English child went up to her in the playground when they were playing and said, you crucified Jesus, and made that remark to her. Helen Shapiro went home to her mother and said, who's Jesus? Because she never knew what she was saying. She was being insulted based on racial grounds. Now, she said she was very small at the time. So how the English child picked up that, that she could be blamed for the crucifixion of Jesus and all Jewish people. Anti-Semitism was a problem in England in the schools. In the Second World War, Jewish children were sent away to, out of London, out of the bombing. They called it evacuation. And many of these people were ignorant. Jewish children was put in their houses and they served them bacon and pork. Of course, they would get very angry with the Jewish children when they didn't eat it or wouldn't eat it. Allow the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to release you from the insults. And it's essential you forgive those, if you can remember them, their names, who insulted you. That could be teachers as well as pupils. Could teachers, when I went to school, said very bad things against some of the children. And they caused rejection and low self-esteem. Things like your work is useless. You will never amount to anything. Forgive them. Don't let the enemy, Satan, exploit the slightest crack in our defences. Stand and declare, victory is mine. Do you remember the song? Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind me, victory today is mine. Start singing it. Tell Satan you're not standing for it. Enough is enough. When we suffer from low self-esteem and lack of confidence, Satan stopped us from doing the things and being the person God would want us to be. High self-esteem can be best defined as having confidence in our own abilities. 
Satan wants the very opposite for the Christian believer. Wanting you to believe that God has rejected you and you are rejected forever. Hallelujah. We don't believe that. We don't listen to it. We believe that through God's anointing, we can become who God wants us to be. It's not based on our own abilities or talents, but what God has equipped us to do in his service. Low self-esteem is a similar spirit to rejection, but low self-esteem and lack of confidence leaves us with terrible insecurities. And no matter how you try, you will never feel that you're good enough. You will always fall short of your own goals. When you don't feel good enough, it's easy to blend in with the crowd and to hide in the background. So you are never challenged. But once you read God's word and how the Lord commanded others, we start getting confident. Joshua never relied on himself. God commanded him to be the military leader God wanted him to be. Hallelujah. You see, Joshua had to do what God commanded him to do. And let's have a look at Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord your God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Hallelujah. Be bold, be strong. We sing that song. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. If we lean on our own understanding, we'll inevitably fall. But when we listen to God's commands, God's commands are good for us. God's commands lead us forward. Romans 8, hallelujah, verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? It makes sense. If God is for us, then it doesn't matter what Satan says. It doesn't matter what Satan does. If God be for us, then who can be against us? Certainly not demons. They're not going to overcome us if God be for us. When we lean on our own strength, we will certainly fail. But when all our hopes and anticipation are in God, we are leaning on his strength. And his strength is mighty. Jeremiah 17 Verse 7 says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Let's read that again. Simple scripture. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Make the Lord your hope. When our trust is in the Lord and in his mighty power, we will become confident. Remember how God parted the Red Sea and the Israelites crossed the sea 
with the waves heaped up on either side. Even though Pharaoh's army was pursuing them, they crossed on dry land. Low self-esteem and lack of confidence attacks the very things we hold dear. Security, peace and hope. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Psalm 27, verse 3. Powerful words of God. Hallelujah. We pray now. Psalm 27, verse 3. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. You have been fearfully made. You have nothing to worry about. You have been fearfully made. You are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth you. God knows all about you. Let's have a look at Psalm 139 again. Let's read 1 to 7. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou hast compassed my path and my laying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but thou, O Lord, that thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and thou hast lain thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? Hallelujah. If God has fearfully made you, he never made you to be timid and afraid. Little David, the ruddy-faced shepherd boy, smaller than all his brothers, stood up to the giant Nephilim, Goliath, with a slingshot. After Israel's finest Soldiers had become stricken with fear. Psalm 16 states, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. That's verse 1. Preserve me, O God, for in thee I do put my trust. If you put your trust in God, is he going to walk away from you and leave you? No, you confess your sins. You forgive those who have insulted you. You cast those hard words of rejection, low self-esteem and lack of confidence out of your life. Hallelujah. 
the world and Satan has tried to batter us into submission. But we know that our task is to rely on God and know that the Almighty God is the one who will fight for us, no matter what trials and tribulations we must face. And I'm going to read you now one of my, well, these are some of the finest words I believe in the Bible and my favorite. Let's have a look at Second Kings 20, verses 1 to 5. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto God, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, Remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. And I have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father. I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And verse 6 says, And I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Hezekiah was told to put his house in order, for he would surely die. He was told by Isaiah, the prophet of Israel, and he reminded God of his perfect heart and wept before the Lord. And God healed him and gave him a further 15 years of life. If you've been given a prognosis of death, turn to the Lord. Turn to him now. Don't accept what negative things have been spoken over you. You don't have to accept this. Turn to the Lord now. Let's go back to Isaiah. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Wait for the Lord. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Moses was not a good speaker, and he questioned God whether he was good enough to go and speak to Pharaoh and tell him to let God's people go. But God equipped him so that he spoke boldly, and with his staff, he led the children of Israel out of slavery. You see, God will equip you. Rejection, low self-esteem and lack of confidence has laid you down. Laid you down. You don't think you can ever get back and become mighty in the name of the Lord. Everyone else is always better than you, but I say no. 
Ephesians 3, verse 12, says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith in him. Hallelujah. You are a child of the King of Kings, Emmanuel, God with us. Low self-esteem must leave immediately. I know that through God and Jesus who is seated at the right hand of God, your confidence will soar. Hallelujah. Last scripture at the moment, Hebrews 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ that everyone listening to this program now who has been afflicted by the wicked spirit of rejection, of low self-esteem and lack of confidence, I pray that you rise up now. Get up off the settee. There's no need for you to lay down and think you're worthless. Stand up now and glorify the name of Jesus. Glorify God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And tell Satan to leave immediately. He has no power. He has no control over you. Every scripture we've read today is the truth. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Be not afraid, be not dismayed, but walk in faith and victory, for the Lord your God is with you. And the last scripture we read, go boldly unto the throne of grace. Go there now. Call on the name of the Lord. Go boldly expecting a miracle you are more than a conqueror you will not suffer rejection lack of confidence or low self-esteem any longer for the lord is with you and we pray today that anyone who is suffering from rejection and needs deliverance you can contact my mobile number is 07469 I'll put that down again. 07469 Give me a ring and I'll pray for you over Skype. And you will be set free from rejection. Every harsh word every evil word spoken against you, every evil deed done to you, we would deliver you from in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you can start repairing your life and going to all the places God would want you to go to and doing all the things God would want you to do. It's not over till it's over. And the quicker you get delivered and you go into the word of God, listen to this podcast again and write down all those scriptures 
write them in the list that they was read out to you and say them all. And don't forget to tell Satan that he is the one who is rejected, not you. He will never be what God wanted him to be because of his rebellion and pride. Be not afraid of him any longer. I've fought him. I've faced death, but I still fought him when I was facing death. God loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And whoever so believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Move forward now with confidence. You are more than conquerors. And I can see Satan screaming now because he knows you're going to stand up to him and you're going to take your stand and be free of demons and evil spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I say amen to that. Brother Michael, what shall we title this for the archive today? Overcoming rejection and low self-esteem. Excellent. Great word. Folks, every week, same time, we're honored to have Pastor Michael Cummins right here. And Brother Michael, how do people reach you in the ministry? How can they support well, your work? Well, what they can support my work, if you, I have a PayPal account on my email address. And uh, I'm funny, I've just got something come through, somebody who wants some help with rejection. They've just contacted me. Uh, yeah, they can contact me on Frame, F-R-A-M-E, come in, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123-AOL.com. That's Frame Cummins, 123-AOL.com. There's a PayPal account there if you wish to support me. Uh, send me an email on that uh, address, and then I'll send you my Skype address if you want personal prayer, and I would be delighted to pray for anyone who needs help hallelujah amen my friend we love and appreciate you thank you for coming on and uh, we'll see you next week see you next week one o'clock it's a great time for me I, I can lay in for another hour in the morning excellent I'm like amen alright I'm glad to hear that thank yeah, you my amen. brother I'll give you a ring later okay if sounds, you're free sounds good See you soon. All right. Take care. God bless you. God bless bye you. bye. That was Michael Cummins. Okay. Coming up at 10 o'clock, we're going to have King Rand, followed by John Gogan. We also have Armanek Takmesian back today. And then we have uh, two other slots there for you. Let me save this. We will be right back.